Welcome to Confessions, Convictions, and Conversations, a podcast exploring the cool Christian girl's guide to living in America. I'm your girl, April Davenport. I'll reveal to you a little personal testimony while merging ministry, education, and real life. We will also discuss current events with relevant figures of our time. It is the perfect blend of headline news, black girl magic, and of course, Jesus juice. Come with me on a journey you won't soon forget. So stay tuned, don't change the channel, and let's take a ride. Welcome to Confessions, Convictions, and Conversations. I'm your host, April Davenport. I'm so glad that you're back with me for episode four, Confessions, Mastering Your Relationships. Wow, so as the world turns, so does the podcast. And we are so glad that you're always here to be with us through the ups and downs, the highs and lows, the greats and not so greats of life. But it's summer, summer, summer time here in the A, and we hope that you're doing like us and striving to be well. If you're able to get in the workout, awesome. If you're able to take in the long walk, even better. But if all you're able to do is meditate and eat a bowl of ice cream in order to rejuvenate yourself, then hey, kudos to you also. We know that we each have a different assignment in order to take care of our temples. And we want to strive to be successful on our individual journey. Don't put so much pressure on yourself. Stop and smell the roses. Drink the milkshake from Chick-fil-A. Take the bike ride. Read the book. Make sure that you are being well to your mind, your body, and your spirit. You will be a much better person if you do so. But guess what? Summertime also means celebrations. I've seen so many graduations, weddings, retirements, birthdays, and everything else in between. After a year of postponements and cancellations, what a blessing it is to see people celebrating milestones again. My family joined in the revelry earlier this month when my cousin joined in holy matrimony to her forever love. May God continue to bless their union. Shout out to Tia and Malcolm. In regards to celebrations, I told you before, June is always a heavy celebratory month for my family because we have many, many reasons to rejoice. My mom's birthday, June 12th. My dad's birthday, June 19th and their anniversary is on the 16th. What a month, what a week. This year they celebrate 42 amazing years of marital bliss. And I've been fortunate enough to watch their marriage mature and blossom as I've grown. And I can truly say that they've endured for better or worse, for richer, for poorer, in sickness and in health. And I pray God continues to keep them together until death should separate them. During this last year especially, they have had to keep God at the center. And it is through them that I am reminded why it is so important that we master our most important relationship before we can conquer any of our earthly relationships. If you were like me about a little over a month ago, your mouth hung open when across every news outlet, the headline read, Bill and Melinda Gates to divorce. I 
said, what? That can't be true. Of course, I don't know them personally, but for the past three decades almost, every time you heard the name Bill Gates, you always heard Melinda Gates. It was always Bill and Melinda Gates. They were an entity, you know, like one unit. They came as a package deal. They did so much good together. They were amazing philanthropists and they were divorcing. My feelings were legit hurt. I'm not sure why, because again, I don't know them. I had no loyalties to either party. I certainly had no ties to the billion dollar estate that was about to get divided in court. Why again was I hurt? I think it was because here it was, another relationship that was ending. One that we previously thought was in good shape. You know, it's like J-Lo and A-Rod. They kill the red carpets at every premiere and award show, and then all of a sudden it was Splitsville. So much so that now J-Lo is over him and with someone else. This hot couple was now the not couple, or was it like Brad and Angelina? Or should I say Brangelina? This couple has been in the news cycle for how many years now? While they aren't legally together, their relationship keeps making headlines. Sure, we don't know any of these people personally and their relationships don't affect us, but they should teach us that money, celebrity status, nor media attention can save a relationship. They also teach us the value of our relationships and how we as a people invest so much into our horizontal relationships before investing into our vertical relationship. What's the difference? I'm glad you asked. Our vertical relationship is the relationship we share with God, the one who created us, the one who is the master of our lives. If we consider the cross, we under there is a vertical bar and a horizontal bar that makes up the cross. The vertical bar consists of us and God. Before we can even begin to honor our earthly relationships, it is important to master the relationship that should take precedence over every other relationship in our life. What we receive from God and what we then give back to him determines how we view the relationships that begin to affect our daily living. What we seek has a direct effect on what we eventually see in our lives. Are you seeking a closer relationship with the one who created you, the one who knows you, and the one who has the ability to master your steps, your days, and your journey? When is the last time you evaluated the main relationship in your life? When our vertical relationship is in alignment, then we are able to truly commit ourselves to the first commandment that Jesus spoke of, which is to love God with all of our heart, soul, and mind. So you may ask me, why can't we just love God, plainly put? But it takes so much more than that. If we think about it, God already showed his love toward us when he sent his son to die on the cross for us, as evidenced in John 3:16. He loved us first. Therefore, our love back to him is an appreciation of what God has already done. So what does it mean to love him with our heart, our soul, and our mind? When we love God with our heart, it means our emotions are surrendered to him. God loves us without pretenses and without conditions. And we want to do the same. 
Our love toward him should not be similar to any other love that we experience with any other relationship. Sure, we love our spouses, our parents, our children, those most sacred relationships in our lives, but our love for God supersedes even those. Our love for God cannot be predicated on what God does for us, but rather on who God is to us. Our heart must bend to God's will for our lives because when we love God, we trust God. Much like a heart love, we should also love God with our soul. This means our love for God should cause a yearning. You've heard me say it before, I love chocolate and oftentimes crave for it. Even more so, our soul should long for God's word and for prayer, which places us in communion with God. The Bible tells us that we should thirst and hunger after righteousness. We should desire time with God and our there should be a place in our soul that can only be filled by God. When we love God with our souls, we are both fed and filled. And our hearts and our souls are subject to our minds, which is why it is important that we love God with our minds. Our thoughts must become subject to the mind of Christ. Paul says that we should cast down everything that sets itself against the knowledge of God and take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. When our mind is focused on God, we have a desire to be more like him. If we think about our love for Christ, our actions begin to reflect our thoughts. This vertical relationship, the, re the representation of our heart, soul, and mind will begin to manifest itself into the love that we have for ourselves and others. We must first begin by loving the master and the love that we have for God translates into the love we have for ourselves. Do you love yourself? When is the last time you asked yourself that question? I know that it's easy to love a shell of ourselves, what we pretend to be or what we present to others. But do you love yourself? I mean, all of you, the real you, the good parts, the parts that might need working on, you know, as Kiara Sheard says, flaws and all. The first chapter of Genesis reminds us that we were made in God's image. If we have mastered our vertical relationship and we love God, then how can we not love ourselves? What I believe happens is not that we don't love ourselves, but we don't love the parts of ourselves that don't look like God. So you might love the fact that you found success on your job, but you don't like the part of yourself that has a nasty attitude. You love that you've been able to attain nice things, but you don't like the part of yourself that didn't choose the path that will let you follow your passion. You don't love the part of yourself that's jealous. You don't love the part of yourself that's selfish. You don't love the part of yourself that's inconsiderate and insensitive. We all have a part of ourselves that we don't like, but if we're willing to work on it, then it shouldn't prevent us from loving ourselves. What happens is that we begin to think that those ugly parts, the parts that we typically hide from other people, can't get better. So rather than working on making ourselves better, we start disliking ourselves. And that dislike turns into not loving and that turns into hate. When we get to that level, 
Then we start mistreating other people because no one mistreats themselves, but the frustration of being angry of your, at yourself has to manifest in some manner. Rather than allowing that cycle to develop, we should be intentional about how we measure ourselves and be intentional about loving ourselves. So many times we measure against the world's compass rather than the word of God. When we do that, then the love we have for ourselves will never be complete. But when we measure against the word of God, the word that says we are fearfully and wonderfully made, then the love we have for ourselves will be a direct reflection of God's love for us. So if we love God and we love ourselves, even when we are at work on ourselves, then we are able to follow the second commandment, which is to love our neighbors as ourselves. Loving others shows our vertical relationship is truly at work in our life. When we love others, we are working on our horizontal relationships, those relationships that extend into the world. If someone took a look at your relationships, would they think you love Christ? Do you bring value to your relationships or are your relationships in need of a tune-up? How we treat others is vitally important. And while we think it speaks to the other person, it actually speaks directly to who we are in our love for the master. When we are out of alignment with God, we are out of sync with ourselves and with others. We don't have to spend so much time focusing on ourselves because when we pour out love on other people, that love returns to us and it fills us. God intended for love to always be reciprocal. When you love, you are loved. You can love a complete stranger and God will always send love back your way. Take some time this week and focus on the way you love those around you. Take some time this week to be intentional about mastering your vertical relationship in an effort to seek true alignment with the one who has created you. For the next few episodes, we are going to spend some time focusing on relationships, sinking or unhealthy relationships, still or stagnant relationships, evolving or growing relationships, and of course, we will continue discussing the ultimate relationship. We are always seeking to help you walk in your purpose, and the best way you can do it is to take, take stock of who is in your life. Why are they in your life? And are they serving the proper intention in your life? These things matter, and we want to grow together. It starts with mastering your relationship with God. So start today. Spend more time in prayer. Spend more time meditating on his word. Carve out time where it's just you and God. He always has time for you. Begin to make more time for him. I can think of a number of things that I do to enhance the temporal relationships in my life. And I'm sure you can too. It's important that we put 10 times the effort in enhancing the best relationship that any of us can have. The relationship that trumps all other relationships. And I wanna know, how is your journey going? I can't wait to see the evidence of your closer walk. I love all of you for being such a loyal part of April's Army. As we continue to build and grow together, we want to make sure that we are always striving to create benefits for members of the Army. 
So make sure that you're subscribed on all digital outlets and also following me on social media. We've also created something new, a Patreon account with additional content and goodies just for you. So please join me on Patreon for more information as the Army continues to grow and become stronger. You can also find the information on my social media account. Make sure you're tuned in as we embark upon this relationship series. I've got some great guests coming up to help me tackle this important issue, and I'm looking forward to some great conversation. But the conversation is always great when you're around, so make sure that you're always connected. Thanks so much for watching. I love you so much, and make sure to catch me next week, same day, same time. Thanks so much for being a part of the Army, but before you go, I'd like to pray for you. God, thank you so much for the people in my army. Please help us to enhance our vertical relationship with Start With You. Thanks so much. I can't wait to see you next week. See you next time. Thanks so much for tuning into Confessions, Convictions, and Conversations. We are just getting started, so make sure to connect with me on social at AS Davenport and at Fresh Start Fridays. For more information on the podcast, please visit www.asdministries.org. Remember, any time is a good time to confess the Lord Jesus as your personal Savior, live by your own personal convictions, and it's always a great time to have a good conversation. I'm your girl, April Davenport. See you next time. Thank you.